0: Hey, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have a special guest today, someone who calls himself a reformed scientist, someone who has a PhD in genetics and worked in the sciences for the last 14 plus years. Michael Barnes is here to join us today, not just talk about his erstwhile career, But he's done something different. He's actually started a company where he does several things. We'll look into what all he does. Awakened Innovations is what it's called. And also, he's into business coaching, especially helping nonprofits perform better. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So welcome, welcome, Michael. It's uh, great to have you here.
1: Thanks very much, It's It's great to be here. Thanks Uh for inviting me on.
0: All right, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Michael, and uh, what you're doing with Awakened Innovations, and then we'll jump into your history, your, your genetics background.
1: Sure. So what I'm doing right now is um, a number of different things, and mainly it all flies under the banner of Awakened Innovations. So I started a company called Awakened Innovations, and it started out with the purpose of um, connecting nonprofits with the service providers that they need. So, nonprofits are businesses. Most of them won't admit that. Um, and they need all the same help that a for profit business does. But most of the time, they don't really know how to find good people. And I, I found that I was also networking with a lot of uh, service providers who would do a great job. So, I asked myself, how can I get these people together before problems happen? And that's where Awakening Innovations is born. That was the original concept. If you know Upwork or Freelancer, the websites, mm-hmm. this is sort of an upscale Upwork for nonprofits. So we do vetting of our service providers, and at least the providers that I know of on Upwork or the ones I use are not as high level. For instance, you know, business consultants and bookkeepers and accountants and that sort of stuff so we also do training of nonprofits to help them do better we're developing a boot camp with one of our partners and the basic concept and i'll tell a little more as i get into my background is being successful in nonprofits using business principles so that's something that you don't hear about too much so that's pretty exciting and then the most recent thing that i've started working on which also flies under Awakened Innovations, is Cincinnati Hacking Homelessness. So we're looking to get 100 people in a room for a weekend, come up with innovative solutions around homelessness, and then implement. So spin off for-profit companies, nonprofits, social ventures, whatever uh, comes out of that weekend. So it's a bit long-winded, but that's what I'm up to with Awakened Innovations.
0: And how long has Awakened Innovations been in place?
1: It has been in place, incorporated about a year ago, sort of started uh, shopping the idea around, talking about it, I guess, January of last year, so coming up on two years.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your background. You know, you're being a genetic scientist, and what was that career like, and how did you make the shift?
1: Sure. So, you know, as I tell everybody, you know, it was a direct transition, so... (laughs) I live in Cincinnati now. I came out here to study at University of Cincinnati College of Medicine and got my PhD in genetics. Then ended up over at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. It actually, I didn't even know this when I started, but it it just became more incredible the longer I was there. But it's now the fourth ranked or second ranked pediatric research institution in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we do great research and I worked on arthritis in kids, so helping to understand the causes and, you know, work on treatments and diagnostics and that sort of thing. And at some point, the institution decided that they wanted what's called a biobank. So to research disease, you need samples from healthy people and sick people, and a biobank is where you store it. So I built that. And... Took that from one employee to 17, $2 million a year budget, working with about 35 investigators. So it was a really cool experience, and I eventually got it to where I had originally envisioned it. And that would be my first hint to everybody is have huge dreams, because I reached my dream. I reached my vision, and I didn't know what to do next. So I... I left Cincinnati Children's and went and worked for a genetic testing lab for a little while, so direct industry. It was a startup company that, after I left, was sold to a mega corp. And they do genetic testing, get people on the right meds for ADHD, PTSD, and depression. And after a while, decided to leave there and completely switch what I was doing. As you mentioned, I've done business coaching, so I went into business coaching at that point. And uh, my background up to that, Really, kind of made sense. So, you know, I built a Cincinnati BioBank, basically a business inside the institution. I helped transform Surex, the lab, at least while I was there. So, I I had a good run for about two and a half years of business coaching. And as I said before, I I talked to a lot of service providers and net uh, nonprofits, and I started hearing stories from nonprofits about the church. They paid five thousand upfront for a website company vanished halfway through. They lost their money and never got the website. Another one was on their third web developer and had spent 10,000 bucks for a simple website Mm -hmm. and on and on. And so I decided that as my next career, uh, I'd like to help the nonprofits do better because I had a lot of interest in nonprofits and I mean, they do great work and they need help. So that's how I, I got to this point along the way. I got involved in the Cincinnati startup community. I've mentored at some of the accelerators, UpTech, which is in Northern Kentucky, University of Cincinnati accelerator, Flywheel, the hub for social entrepreneurship in Cincinnati. And so it's been a whole lot of fun, done a lot of different things and enjoying this sort of eclectic path.
0: Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your business coaching career. So, mm-hmm. How did you get into that and how did you how did you get started?
1: Yeah, so there are a lot of ways to get into business coaching. And when I went into it, it was my first foray into entrepreneurship. And so I wasn't ready to do it on my own. So what I did was I purchased a franchise from, from a company called Action Coach. And I, I quit this about two years ago when I was starting awakened innovations, but you know, Action Coach, the world's largest business or best business coaching for 25 years across you know all continents and all that kind of stuff so they had systems in place that we could use we also developed our own ways of doing things and i also as well as having a couple of action coach specific coaches i found my own coaches outside of the organization so You know, if someone's interested in getting into business coaching, you can do it yourself. Or there are a number of franchises that you can buy into so that you have the materials.
0: And uh, how was that, the two years that you did it, the business coaching aspect of
1: it? It was interesting. It didn't go as well as I would like. And so, you know, I worked with some companies and I did some great stuff. But one thing that I learned, and again, another takeaway for all the listeners is I didn't look hard enough or even know how to investigate the market. And so at least here in Cincinnati, the market is saturated with business coaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are all sorts of places you can go for free business coaching. Believe it or not, Cincinnati is one of the top areas of the country for startups and accelerators.
0: Right.
1: So it was really a challenge. And so, you know, the the clients I got did great things with them, but I would say that anyone looking to get into a, a new business should do better due diligence.
0: So what's your mission with uh, Awakened Innovations? I know you're doing a lot of different things under that umbrella. So <clears throat> where do you want to take that company? So the mission in general is to help nonprofits do better.
1: And... How exactly, again, it's multiple pieces. So it started out simply helping them to find the right resources. As my partner, I've got a partner in that, Sandy. And as we talked to more nonprofits, it was kind of interesting because I'd originally envisioned that it would run a lot like Upwork. You know, you go on the website, you say, I need this. People will say, okay, I can do it. And you select somebody what we found was most of these nonprofits didn't really understand what they needed. And so we, we added in that Sandy would talk to them for a half hour to an hour mm-hmm. and she's really good at understanding what the nonprofits need. And so she's good at helping them. You know, every single one comes and says, I need more money. Okay. And that is generally not the case. Generally, they need systems and processes. They, they don't understand their market. Uh, they don't have a USP, a unique selling proposition, and they don't have clear marketing. Mm-hmm. So we have providers who can help with all those things to help turn the nonprofits around and get their message out so that they can do you know whatever it is, whether it's anti-human trafficking or rescuing animals whatever, we help them to better fulfill their mission. And as I said, you know, we're doing the training and this Cincinnati Hacking Homelessness, The most of that is done by nonprofits these days, work with the homeless. And so finding ways to be innovative, I keep trying not to put my ideas out there because then we don't get the innovation. But, you know, it could be, to tighten up collaborations it could be better information sharing across the nonprofits definitely my view would be to bring in for-profits to help with it as well so there there's tons of innovation going on in all aspects of the world and i want to help bring that to this issue and especially the nonprofits that are already working on it so that we as a society get bigger bang for our buck
0: so is uh, the work that you're doing with the startups, is that also under the same umbrella?
1: Everything that I do right now is yes. Okay. Um, and and so it doesn't fit nicely or neatly. Although the work that I do with Flywheel does. So Flywheel, as I said, it's the help for social entrepreneurship. And the social enterprises that we work with are for-profit or non-profit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so it does a little bit. I kind of have to force it, but...
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So let's look at your your own background for a while. You've been you know as you said you've done genetics and then you've gotten into these other things. So what attracted you to get into genetics in the first place? That's a great question. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> So I actually have a bachelor's degree in chemistry mm-hmm. and way way back when it feels like I had to make the decision whether to go into chemistry or computers. May not have made the right choice. I figured everyone was going into computers, so let me go into something else. Obviously didn't realize how big a thing it would become. Maybe some of your younger uh, listeners won't believe that, but, <laughs> you know, back in the 90s, we didn't really know <laughs> what was coming our way. So that, that's how I ended up in chemistry. I came out to the University of Cincinnati, and interestingly, I decided to switch. I, I had always envisioned going into pharma research. And I didn't know how to get there. And so when I came out here, that was the first time I found out that colleges of medicine had graduate programs. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I ended up over in that department. They had money, they paid better, they had more money for their grants to do the research. So it was a, a better place to be. And then again, you know, as I said, I ended up over at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Fantastic institution, doing great stuff there as well.
0: So, when you look at your fourteen years of uh, background working in the sciences field, what mm-hmm. is what are some of the things that come to mind? What 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 really excited you during that period? I really like building things. So,
1: as I mentioned, the Cincinnati Biobank—I basically started it, and I built it. I would say pretty well. Uh, we became an international model for how to do it. Used to go to international conferences and talk. And it, in academia, you publish, so I pu- published a bunch of papers, mm-hmm. chapters in textbooks, and whatnot. I loved building it. Then I got it to where I'd originally envisioned it. And I looked around, and and all I saw was maintenance. Right. So I didn't see continuing to build, and that's one reason I left. That's why Shirk's was attractive to me because it was also in the building phase and transition phase really. So they were transitioning from what I call startup phase into what I call the more mature phase. Right. You, you may know in the startup phase, you really kind of do anything you can to make anything work. Right. <laughs> you know, everybody does every job and you know, it's, it's all hands on deck all the time. Right. So we were transitioning because at that point, they were starting to think about being acquired, and so they really needed to change the mindset of the company, and I really enjoyed that. So the transition, new and innovative things, that's that's what I love.
0: Awesome. Tell me this, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing right now as you try to grow your company and as you're working with startups on the one end, nonprofits on the other end? The biggest challenge for my company is the same
1: as for most, uh, getting the word out and getting enough clients in and it's just a challenge. So, you know, you, you get out there and you hustle and you keep, keep spreading the word. So, I mean, obviously I'm doing a couple of podcasts, but I do social media, mm-hmm. Facebook and LinkedIn I have a website. I do blogging. I, I, have a partnership with um, this company that has a, an online media distribution platform. I know the owner of it. So I publish there and, you know, we do events. I do networking. Obviously that is restricted to Cincinnati. And I'm sure there's some more things that, that I could think of my, my email list and that kind of stuff. But honestly, the, The greatest influx right now is from referrals. People who know me, know what I'm doing, and send people my way.
0: Awesome. So, you know, obviously you've had a pretty rich career and you're still trying to reinvent yourself and do do new things at this point in your career. Mm -hmm. So when you look back, reflect back on, on your own career, do you see any pivotal moments, any high points, low points that actually put you on the trajectory to where you are today?
1: I would say probably it was when I decided to leave Children's. So until then, I had had the academic mind, sure. which is slow and plodding. You know, we write grants in academia and you write a five-year grant. And it takes two years for it to get funded. So you're always thinking in five-year cycles. I've been out of industry for five years and I'm in my, in my second company, you know, if I were perhaps doing this, right, I might've added a third company to do some of it. So, you know, it's an entirely different way of doing things and an entirely different mindset. So coming out of academia and industry and networking, running into the right people, to talk to, to learn, and to expand my knowledge, I guess, change my mindset. It's been phenomenal and pivotal because mindset is everything in life. So,
0: so how about how about your uh, on the personal front? You know, your family. Yeah. Who's who's in the family, and uh, you know, how's that going out in Cincinnati? Sure. So. Full time, I have a little dog named Izzy.
1: <laughs> and she is very, very sweet dog. And then half the time, I have my daughter, Madison, who is 11th grade at a local high school. She loves soccer and is the goalie on her high school team as well as club team. Awesome. She's starting to think about college, starting to think about a gap year. She wants to go tour Australia and Peru between high school and college, maybe throw in New Zealand and South Africa as well. So we'll see. And that my son is second year at Ohio state. He originally went there for physics and has more recently decided probably psychology. So I, I think it's pretty cool. So I was recently seeing a YouTube video, some guy who was a physicist and then apparently did What do they call it? Far seeing or something like that for US intelligence agencies. And so, you know, I that's what I think would be fun for my son to to do that rather than just plain physics, but you know. Let's talk about quantum entanglement and how you can view, you know, across time and space and is this real? (laughs) (laughs) And if not, create it, right? Right, right. Everything is possible.
0: (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, I've got a few questions for you, Michael. So whatever comes to your mind, just give me an answer. What, what do you think you're most thankful for at this point in your life?
1: What am I most thankful for? It would be friends and family. So, you know, the kids have been through me, with me through all this. My parents have. And then the people I've met along the way, Even, even when I didn't know and understand it, they've had significant impact and have supported me massively throughout all of this so it's really the people that i've interacted with
0: all right and what do you think you're most scared of especially with, with the journey you're on right now with a new startup you know that's a great question uh, <laughs> i'm not even sure and it you know it kind of changes day by day and moment by moment so you know my biggest global <laughs>
1: issue is reaching out to new people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that that would probably be my my answer. Yeah, it's got to be reaching out to new people that I don't know.
0: And what what are you most happy about?
1: The whole adventure. So this is not anything that I had ever envisioned. My My dad worked for the federal government for 25 years. I came up through academia. My brother has a PhD in comparative politics and works for university My on and on, right. You know, the whole idea of, of entrepreneurship was not part of the, the package when I was growing up. So just learning and experience all, all of this has just been, been unexpected and fa- fantastic.
0: And what do you look forward to?
1: What do I look forward to? You know, just just continuing and helping people. Everything that I've done to this point, and I assume into the future, is to help people and to help other people fulfill their dreams. So whether it's the nonprofits to do better and fulfill their dreams, or to help nonprofits to help their people fulfill their dreams. That's, that's what I look forward to every day.
0: And down the years, what would you like your legacy to be?
1: My legacy? That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of the same thing. My legacy would be he helped. You know, I, I would love all sorts of different things. You know, create this mechanism to, to identify innovative solutions to problems and then have that take off and, you know, save the world. But the, the real biggest thing, and I could go on with 50 other things like that, but right, the biggest right. thing is just, you know, on my tombstone, he helped.
0: That's great. Michael, this was a pleasure talking to you and kind of sharing your life and, you know, your, your pivots from being in the academia to actually trying to set up something with a hospital system and that's spurring your, your business mindset and taking you in that direction. What's that one That's takeaway certainly. that you would like to leave with our listeners? The one takeaway is
1: take the shot. You know, so many people are afraid to try something new. Just do it. You know, the there's the quote, you know, what if I fail? Well, what if you succeed? Right. And if you don't take that shot, you're guaranteed to fail.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. So I'm That's going to put all your information in the show notes. Anything that you want to relay in terms of where people can find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my company is Awakened Innovations. So the website is awakenedinnovations.com, and the project that I am developing, Cincinnati Hacking Homelessness, oddly enough, is cincinnatihackinghomelessness.com. So come on out to either one. Learn some more about me and what I'm doing and contact me. Let me know about you and what
0: you're up to as well. Well, thank you very much, Michael. It's been a pleasure having you on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thanks very much, Rajiv.
0: Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please do check out my website, rajivmudumba.com and do leave a review and a comment on your favorite platform for Plan B Success podcast. Thank you.